Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Warriors 3, Derek, Brett, and myself, Mike. Sorry for the little stammer there. Like, where am I going? Where am I going? Um, how's everyone doing? Good to see that kind of thought crash in there. I, I, I think Derek just doesn't care anymore. For some reason, I have the Spider-Man theme going through my head, and I can't figure out why. Uh-huh. <laughs> English or French? <laughs> English. Well, to to knock off the business stuff in the beginning, go to WeBeGeeks.net. Uh, catch the show there. Catch... Um, some the column from Miss Tink from Geek Watch One. Uh, she's doing a nice little column over there. Uh, we're going to try and expand things ourselves with more stuff, but we also have um, uh, all of a sudden dry throat. Uh, also going to have um, our affiliates, Ripped Apparel, Superhero Stuff, Loot Crate, and TV TV Online. The TV online store, um, all with some great geek stuff, some wonderful geek stuff, and uh, yeah, check them out as well. So um, helping them out helps us out. So you just you just can't go wrong with you know with anything from from our affiliates. You want to suggest a, a story idea that you hear during the week? Email us at at uh, wb is it no weebegeeks at weebegeeks.net. Or leave us a voicemail on the website uh, through uh, through the tab on the right-hand side of the site. So, uh, going back to the don't care anymore, <laughs> Marvel Comics is relaunching again. <laughs> um, now, it's eventually, it's a line-wide overhaul. Um this came through. I mean, there was a, a teaser teaser video uh, that was released. Uh, it will be up within the next few days over on Mighty Marvel Geeks. Um, but everyone's covering it because it, it's a, it's a big story. Now, neither Marvel Now or all new, all different Marvel were well received reboots by the fans. While Legacy, while the Legacy Initiative is still a little. It's a little too soon to deem it a failure or not, or a flop. Um, but this isn't. This hasn't stopped Marvel or, or CB Sabolsky from stepping in and uh, kicking off a new reboot. Um, the biggest issue that's coming out of this is uh, with comics in the modern era, they're they're largely hidden from public eye for the most part, except for the movies. Um, you either now I can remember when you used to be able to go to a convenience store, a grocery store, and they're right there on the magazine racks. That's how I got into comics. Yeah. Um, now it's you either go to a specialty store if there's one in town, or you sign up for a subscription service online, which maybe with with a couple of these new titles 
or new new teams that are on these reboots. Um, but the, the question is coming down to: Is this too little, too late? I think they're just confusing people at this point. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's it's too little, too late. I think it's too much, too soon. Yeah, that's what I think too. Okay. And as you said, that the legacy is just only like a few months old. I think. Yeah, that it just it started like September or something like that. I think. Yep. Uh, well, there was a. This is coming directly from Marvel.com. Uh, here at Marvel, we tell stories that aim to entertain, inspire, and amaze. When I think about what's next for us and our fans, four things come to mind. New creative teams, new series, new directions, and new beginnings. We have a lot of incredible comics coming out in 2018, and Avengers number one will be a, an important milestone for every Marvel fan. So there are some... There are so many spectacular stories with amazing art leading up to May, and we hope you enjoy these previews to our fresh start. As always, and I'm thrilled to say as say this as editor-in-chief, editor make mine Marvel. That could be a good podcast name as well. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad I didn't go with it. They were just somebody, somebody probably did. Probably. Making it cool about keeping the comics numbering system, and now they're going back to... Yeah. Another number. Well, so the thing is, that's that's all well and good, and I I certainly understand what I understand where they're coming from on that. But I think you don't need to do it as like this big. Hey, we're rebooting okay. and starting over event. But I, this comment from Tom Brevoort, who's the executive editor, um, kind of confuses things a little bit. Over the next couple weeks, we'll be rolling out new beginnings for a few of our key franchises, new creative teams, new starting points, new storylines, all the big stuff that we've been building towards since Legacy began. This isn't a clearing of the slate. While these new stars will kick off with new number ones, we'll be maintaining the classic Legacy issue counts as dual numbering on these titles as well. Oh, no. That's not confusing at all. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Uh, oh, and don't read anything into not seeing a character on the Jim Chung piece or or Jim Chang oh, piece, yeah. depending on how. Have you noticed that with NBC? Korea comes out and says the Olympics are in Pyeongchang, and everyone else is going up. Oh, Pyeongchang is like uh, Korea mm-hmm. must be hating that. We tell you how yeah. it's pronounced, and no one seems to care. Yeah, um, we can only squeeze so many characters onto there without killing poor Jim. That's from Tom Brevoort. Now, Avengers number one. Yeah. Um, Creative team. Well, a new era dawns for the Earth's Mightiest Heroes, courtesy of Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis. So McGinnis is coming back to the Avengers? Was he, he was on it before, uh, yeah. right? With, with Remedier? Or was he also yeah. running at the same time, too? The only thing I remember from is uh, Superman, Batman Superman back in the day. I want to say he did some stuff with, with the Avengers as well. I don't remember what. <sighs> anyway, uh, Thor, Orden, Thor Odinson, Steve Rogers, Tony Stark, the big three of the Avengers are reunited at last. And just in time to save the world from a total annihilation at the hands of the most powerful enemies, yet the 2,000-foot space god known as space gods known as the Celestials. Behold, the coming of the final host. 
Uh, who will answer the call to assemble for the wild new era of Earth's Mightiest Heroes? Hint, one of them has a flaming skull for, for a head. Firestorm! Yeah. All right. yeah. Um, and, he does not mention it in I'm sorry. Uh, is it Firestar? Was that her name? Uh, from Yeah, it was Firestar from Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Yeah. And, and what strange world-shaking connection exists between the final host and Odin's ancient band of prehistoric Avengers? Uh, sorry, they're still carrying through with that, but... Um, but with Jason Aaron at the helm, hopefully it will be fixed to some to some yeah. point. Yeah, uh, I guess they're they're only talking. According to Wikipedia for Marvel, he did Deadpool one through nine, Guardians of the Galaxy eighteen through twenty, and Nova one through five. Yeah, which is surprising. Yeah, I, I could have sworn he did. He first printed his first printed Marvel piece was a cover for Marvel limited series Civil War. Well, even for DC, they only list JLA classified Superman and Superman Batman. Yeah, uh, that doesn't seem right. I think I got some prints from him. He was at the Water City last year. I would have sworn he's done more than. Well, now's my goal to get him on Mighty Marvel Geeks to find out. He definitely has. Um. So, Black Panther number one uh, is being written by Tanisha Coates and penciled by Daniel Acuna. Um, Venom number one by Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman are the first three books being talked about coming out so far. Ooh, Ryan Stegman. So, yeah. Um, that's direct from Marvel. I, w- I wish I could find... I wish Marvel had the... The video, so I could play the video. See, I think I think they it, they can change creators and things like that, but I don't think they need to make such a big deal about it. Right? Just I think they should for once. I think yeah, I think they should do it quietly and just you know let it happen rather than making a big announcement and saying, "Hey, we're changing things again." <laughs> again. But hey, what do I know? Right? We know some, or we wouldn't be doing the show. Mm-hmm. Even though it sounds like we're reading stories because we are, but we're throwing now, our own dis- but we're throwing our own discussion into it as well. Sure. Now it's like <laughs> it's like uh, everybody was getting uh, and still has probably event fatigue, like for all the big events and stuff that they, that that were happening like all the time. Now people are going to start getting reboot fatigue. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It, it's. I don't know. It's kind of crazy what's going on. Uh, at first, I didn't think it was necessary. Mm. But if this is what they want to do, then, hey, let's. this is what we want to do. I think they're doing it because they're bleeding money. Well. They're losing uh, market share. In, in the Disney, under the Disney umbrella, Marvel's not bleeding as much money as ESPN is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll just take that to for, for what it is. A little less overhead. Yep. But let's move on over to Netflix. Because I don't know about you guys. I know we watched the trailer right before show. I'm uh, I'm kind of impressed. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because this is somehow this is the first I've heard of this. But apparently uh, Netflix is doing a reboot of Lost in Space. Uh, Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Indeed. 
Now, they're saying it's going to have a vastly different tone from the campiness associated with the 1960s, ori- 1960 original. Uh, uh, it's going to be uplifting and somber, an uplifting and somber overview of humanity's evolution, building to the Jupiter 2 mission to establish a new colony in space. Uh, of course, naturally, something goes horribly wrong, causing the Jupiter 2 to veer off course and stranding the Robinson family and their fellow crew members on a distant planet. I like so, I like how the costumes almost have a, a uh, 2001 Space Odyssey or a um, Space 1999 type feel to it. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so the, it was originally created by Erwin Allen, uh, and the ni- 1965 original series follows the Robinson family who are selected by the U.S. government to colonize a planet of the nearby Alpha Centauri system. But their ship is sabotaged by foreign secret agent Dr. Zachary Smith, who's trapped inside as a Jupiter 2 veers off course and is lost in space. Ooh. Uh-huh. And of course, the first season was more serious in tone, but the second series became more campy as it tried to compete against a little show called Batman. Wait, wait, I didn't realize wait. that Lost in Space was older than that. I guess not. Yeah. Uh, had a comic book and, and regular books, animated TV pilot, a 1998 live action feature starring Gary Oldman, William Hurt, Matt LeBlanc, and Mimi Rogers, which was... Those people that didn't hate it. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. It was just a little confusing. I actually don't remember it. I haven't watched it in a very long time. See, I'm so glad I didn't see the animated TV pilot. I didn't see that either. Uh, so this series is going to premiere on April 13th on Netflix. It stars Toby Stevens as Dr. John Robinson, Molly Parker as Dr. Maureen Robinson, Taylor Russell as Judy Robinson, Mina Sundwall as Penny Robinson, Maxwell Jenkins as Will Robinson, Parker Posey as Dr. Smith, and Ignacio Cericcio as the ship's pilot, Don West. Hey, Interesting. what about... What about the robot? <laughs> danger. Danger, real Robinson. Danger. It, the, the movie definitely had a cooler robot than the original one, though. <laughs> yeah. Hey don't, hey, don't you talk bad about Robbie the robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I did like the uh, I did like the robot in that movie. So, I don't know. This could be interesting. Yeah. Very well could be. Very interesting. Well, moving on, because this guy is kind of interesting. And I think we talked about over on Wookiee Radio who we would want cast as, as Thrawn for a potential Thrawn movie, if one was ever to be done. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I, I think I got my casting. <laughs> That's this guy that, that Brett's about to talk about. Zach Efron? You want to have a tea with Thrawn? <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind tea with Thrawn. Well, maybe not Thrawn, but the guy who Mike wants to play Thrawn is Benedict Cumberbatch. Tell me he would not make a great Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I can see it. If he if he did it with like a mix of like Doctor Strange and Sherlock and, and Khan mm. all rolled into one. Oh, man. Mm. That'd be good. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Now I kind of want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, coming from the Nerdist website. 
And Benedict Cumberbatch is encouraging fans to open their wallets and their hearts to donate to charity. Each Omaze donation is an entry to win the Infinity Gauntlet of Prizes. You get to spend quality time with Cumberbatch while drinking tea and taking selfies. And not only does it, you get to hang out with him, you also get airfare and get to attend the Avengers Infinity War premiere. And hotel is included as well. That's a nice little deal there. Yeah, and yeah. the prize is secondary because every donation supports GNCO, an organization that works to save and transform lives of the poor and vulnerable in Africa. Donations will help provide life-changing scholarships to young female victims of terrorism and gender inequality, as well as orthopedic surgeries to those in desperate need and maternal infant health programs. So again, support them. You support a great cause. Yep. Very cool. The contest ends on April 6th of this year, 11.59 Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I also like another sub-story off of this. So, uh, did you guys realize it's Tank Girl, 30 years old? 30 years old? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's the echo. There's the echo again. Yeah, yeah. I didn't change, I didn't change anything. anything. Uh, I know. Neither. It, I know. It, don't know what it is. Don't know what it is. Could be the internet. It could be so many different factors. I, I think it went away. Um, did a uh, thing when uh, Doctor Who premiered. They could have uh, dinner with uh, I think four or five of the doctors. Oh, that'd be or cool. Had tea. Yeah, yeah. That was a while ago. When I think it was sometime last year. Well, that's cool. Well, I know we talked about briefly dropping this at the beginning of the show or before we start a show. But I mean, for me, I think it'd be this would be a cool, cool thing to see happen. Muppets will get a reboot series on the Disney streaming service. Uh, streaming service comes out next year uh, and is looking to compete against Netflix. Um, and I, apparently, if the once the deal is finalized, it will also go up against Hulu, which Disney will reportedly own sixty percent of. Um, go ahead. It's looking at, they're looking at bringing um, a Star Wars TV series, at least one Marvel show, and hey, maybe that's where we get Cloak and Dagger, or not Cloak and Dagger, um, Runaway, no, New Warriors, holy crap, jump around mm-hmm. that all over the place, uh, but Disney's also using this opportunity to once again reboot Jim Henson's The Muppets. Um, it, it's not concrete on what take they'll take with the franchise yet. Uh, however, there is a search for a new screenwriter, and the Muppets will be among several classic characters that will inhibit the still untitled streaming service. Uh, one of the main complaints was about the last reboot was the short-lived mockumentary sitcom in which Kermit and the game worked behind the scenes at Miss Piggy's late-night talk show. Was that too cynical compared to the previous take on the Muppets? Uh, don't know. So how can the new Muppet series avoid the same fate? It was as recent as 2011's The Muppets, starring and co-written by Jason Siegel, that the fran- franchise managed to recapture that old mag- magical optimism. Personally, okay, cool. Make it Miss Piggy's late night talk show again, which that would be the modern day variety show yeah. that the original was, but you could still I have... I like that angle of it. And you could still do the behind the, you know, the backstage stuff that happens during the show, like the first one, during the show on this one. Except you have Piggy running a talk show. 
with, with Kermit, you know, still in the wings backstage. And then, and then, sorry, I heard something strange in the house. Realized the wife's watching something on TV. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the other thing that could be done, you know, again, you could add more stuff to it with, quote unquote, Muppets on the cameras and you get some interaction there as well. Uh, maybe show some interaction coming in and out of commercial breaks. I think if they stick to that instead of trying to make it the Muppets meets the office, it'd be, I think it'd be a lot better show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Muppets Tonight wasn't too bad. Yeah. But that was that was trying to do a modern version of the the original variety show. I think they had the right direction. Do the, the talk show, but keep the focus as the talk show and what's going around the talk show with Kermit mm-hmm. getting the next group ready and the interaction with the guests there. Um, instead of it being one guest a night, make it like a Tonight Show where you have two, three guests each episode. Where yeah, that could a, be interesting. Where there's a backstage bit, the the onset bit, yeah, etc. And then and then you do bring in the uh, what should I call it? Like Dave Grohl back for the competition yet again against Animal on the drums. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> great. So so you got that going on. Yeah, we've just become too cynical. I think we I think we have. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, on to the next story, talking about cynical. Well, who could possibly be more cynical than the character known as Deadpool? No. (laughs) Who is getting a brand new card game? Sort of think on the vein of Cards Against Humanity. If uh, any of you have played that, then you'll know how fun and how... Interesting that game can be. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so now a new game called Deadpool versus the World is coming out. Uh, it's going to be released by USAopoly. Uh, and the description of the game by USAopoly. US, yeah, I guess that's how you say it. <laughs> uh, here's the description. Featuring 100 custom il- illustrations. Ten of which you can see exclusively. Oh, when they, they have a gallery on comicbook.com. Excuse me. Uh, gameplay is such that a WTF card is flipped over, and players must select a wet erase caption card from their hand. Now, the WTF card features a picture of some sort. Um, for example, there is a picture. <laughs> there is a picture of in this article of Deadpool rubbing his uh, hindquarters against a cactus, and <laughs> when you you get that picture, and then you. Pull out a caption card from your hand and a dry erase marker and you and like the card will say one of the cards says this is this is a seriously vulgar display of blank. And of course, you have to fill in the blank or I'd rather be blank or I promised myself I wouldn't blank. And you have to make the best caption to go up against the picture of Deadpool rubbing up against a cactus. So. So winning requires players to tread outside of their comfort zone and fill in the blanks of cards that elicit inappropriate responses and sharing outcomes of surprise, shock, and outbursts of laughter, according to USAopoly. 
Uh, the game's coming out this summer, and it's going to retail for twenty four ninety five. Uh, so it should be a nice tie-in to Deadpool 2 coming out in May, <laughs> which is already one of the most highly anticipated films of the year. Uh, so I'm intrigued. I gotta, I, I gotta get this game. I gotta play it. <laughs> this looks, it looks, uh, it looks, I've played Cards Against Humanity. I do quite well at it, I must say. And, uh, <laughs> I think, I think this will be right up my alley. So, uh, Fun. yeah, uh, I lo- this is, this is a great idea. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Twenty yeah. twenty four ninety five. Eh, that could be about average for a game. Yeah, a hundred custom illustrations. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. I wonder who does the illustrations. It doesn't really say. I know that's the that's the sad part in this. The, the art's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, so. Uh, I guess we move on to the other side or the DC side. A good side. <laughs> oh, we're done talking about Marvel. So this is from comicbookmovie.com. Uh, we've just been shown the first look at Krypton, the uh, new show that takes place in uh, the world of Superman's birth on the Sci-Fi Channel. They just released the first pictures of Brainiac, and he looks very cool. Yeah, I got to yeah. say, he really does. Looks amazing. He's, what he's was played. it you said er- er- earlier, Brett? He looks uh, better than the Brainiac 5 on <laughs> Yeah, on Supergirl, yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, definitely. British actor Blake Ritson. Um, He bears a striking resemblance to the comic book counterpart when time traveler Adam Strange arrives on Krypton in the past. Of a dire warning about the collector of worlds. Uh, But they're saying, however, this period of history has never been really covered. The source material, the actor explains that the show provides he means working on it with something of a blank canvas that allows a lot of freedom for the writers to world build. Right. Yeah, because they haven't seen a whole lot of Krypton before it blows up. No, and, and they really don't. Yeah, not really. There's never, I guess there's never been the, the desire for the tale beforehand. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, we want to know more. We want to know. It, I mean, is, is this where we see Jarrell and his parents? Mm, yeah, it might be, yeah. Because I know the one trailer I saw um, in the last couple of days, they talked about, especially with all the Olympic coverage, is that they were saying, um, you, you see the red cape, and you and you hear hear someone say, you're, basically you're looking at the cape of, that your grandson will wear. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about, is that, are they talking about Kal-El? Are they talking about potentially Kal-El's kid? I mean, I know it's one of those, we'll have to wait and see. But I don't want to wait and see. Right. It's a lot of unexplored uh, territory they're going to be diving into. Yeah. I, wonder if the, I hope they have the gigantic skull ship, though. Yeah, I know. They mentioned it in the article, but it doesn't say that, that it's going to be in the show. Right. So, um, I guess from here we go, if, if we're done with this, let's go right into uh, the next topic, which I think... For for me, it's like I found it interesting, but I'm at that stage. I really didn't watch season five or season seven. I really haven't been watching this season. So at this point in time, what do I'm almost like? Why do I care? <laughs> well, let's take a walk, shall we? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Uh, so of course we're talking about the show Walking Dead, which I am still a faithful watcher of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm you, looking forward. Were you upset when mm-hmm. Carl? 
got killed. Not really. But yet another outcry from the fans. Well, technically he's not dead yet, but anyway. Spoiler here. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah, spoiler. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, so, um, so I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so now, uh, Lauren Cohen, who plays Maggie on the show, uh, might, uh, might possibly be leaving. Uh, she's thinking about walking away from The Walking Dead. <laughs> uh, she's been Maggie since season two of the show. And it uh, looks like she has booked a lead role in an ABC drama pilot, Whiskey Cavalier. Uh, so she's emerged as one of the most in-demand actresses this pilot season, apparently. And sources tell THR that she has been actively looking for her next role as she battles AMC over her season nine salary. Uh, Walking Dead has already been renewed for a ninth se- season, but Cohen does not have a deal in place to return to the show. So sources say that she and her agents are not happy with the offers that have been on the table from AMC. Uh, although she's not seeking salary parity with male leads, Andrew Lincoln and Norman. Norman Reedus, her camp and AMC have been engaged in a months-long negotiation that remains far apart. Insiders suggest that she's actively looking for her next job and not trying to use the pilot casting process to force AMC's hand as the actress's camp remains frustrated by AMC's lowball offers. Other sources note AMC has made aggressive offers to re-sign Cohen for season 9. So, uh, so they're saying she could leave Walking Dead after season eight uh, and then re-sign to return for season nine as a regular. Or this Whiskey Cavalier show could move forward and she could return for a handful of Walking Dead episodes or walk away completely. <laughs> or the pilot doesn't go anywhere and she opts to leave or return in either a full-time or limited capacity. Okay, that's, a, that's a pilot. It's not even guaranteed that it's going to be. I know. Can we say Haley Atwell? Yeah. Uh, AMC has declined to comment, by the way. No. So. <laughs> I've been out of the comics. Is she? She's still in the comics, though, right? Yeah. Is it Rick's love interest or not? Or no, that's Andrea. Mm, yeah, that's Andrea. Yeah. Um, Actually, I'm a little behind on my comic reading, but as far as I know, she's still in it. Okay. She's and at uh, oh. yeah. yeah, and and there's there's been um, there's been stories of trouble with AMC before. Yep. Uh, there was a there was a story we talked about a little while ago about uh, some some of the people from Walking Dead actually uh, taking AMC to court to to get their the pay that they were due. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. So, whereas this is disappointing, it is not completely surprising. Uh, it, it, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it because, on the one hand, it would it'll be disappointing to lose the lose her and her character, but on the other hand, spoiler warning: ever since Glenn died, she's kind of well. No, she's well, she's been. No need to say spoiler warning. That's last season. I know you would. She's, yeah. Big part in uh, the hilltop. Yeah, she's she's been in charge of the hilltop, so she's kind of taking on a leader role, which is kind of cool. So I don't know; it might be a big hit. But I think her. AMC is also looking at. I think that uh, the Walking Dead's ratings have really been going down too. I don't think true. 
since right. season nine be the last they, season anyways. They, it they, could be, yeah. They need to stop that other show, Fear of the Walking Dead. Ugh, yeah. That show was just, I just, eh. Garbage. Never been able to get it. I, <laughs> I tried. I gave it a chance. I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I heard it was bad. I didn't even try. <laughs> Uh, it's it is horrible. I watched like half of the first season, and then I'm like, when when the second season came on, I was like, well, let me give it another shot. And I watched like the first episode, and I was like, nope, done. <laughs> yeah. Now I like the web series they had with Patient Zero. That was cool. I didn't see that one. Yeah, I don't know if it's still on the site, but they they did a. Um, it takes place on a plane with supposedly Patient Zero. Oh right, I heard about it. Yeah. Is anime live action? Live action. Oh. So, um, well, I guess we go right back to me with uh, one of the big stories that we had from this past weekend. Toy Fair. Toy Fair. Um, Apparently, let's see, Jax Pacific introduced a toilet paper skid shot. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, Okay. What what is this? Hold on. It, it looks like a Nerf gun, but it has um, toilet paper at the end of it. <laughs> uh, let me go to their reveals lineup of toys at Toy Fair from their press site. Uh, for the active for active play, the Morph Board, the ultimate shape shifting deck, the Morph Board ecosystem encompasses simple, super simple lock and release technology, allowing kids to transform their play with a simple click. They can skate, ride, balance, or bounce with their boards. Uh, other favorites uh, is the Squish Delish, which is a brand new array of. Uh, <laughs> Brings a brand new array of designs and licenses to the original slow release squishy toys uh, with uh, hundreds of new designs to collect. Uh, the expanded line now includes licensed properties such as World of Nintendo and Disney Tsum Tsum to add to the already successful Shopkins. Uh, Jiggly Doos. <laughs> These names are small, soft, squishy animal pals that love to jiggle, wiggle, and roll. And this one kind of sounds so wrong as well. Chicks with wigs. What? Um, Chicks with wigs features a variety of chicks with different hairstyles, colors, eyes, and glasses. The chicks feature rooted wings and are styled into cute and spunky hairdos. Okay. Um, now the hot entertainment license properties with Jax uh, from Nickelodeon, the Nickelodeon Shimmer and Shine Genie Babies, uh, the Sunny Day Glam Van Caddy from the series Sunny Day, um, Nickelodeon Slime Burst Hat, <laughs> which this is the perfect contraption for two or more daring players ready to face slime head on. Synonymous with the Kid Choice Awards, Nickelodeon Slime always delivers fun and laughs. With this slime burst, with the slime burst hat, kids can fill up a balloon with slime and take turns squeezing the bulb until someone gets slimed. <laughs> that could be that could be fun at a convention. Mm. Um so the next convention, the, the first convention that we're all a part of, Jules gets the slime hat. <laughs> uh, from Disney and Pixar, Disney Princess Playdate Rapunzel, uh, Disney's Tangled Maximus. Um, apparently it's a uh, children up to 150 pounds will be able to sit on Maximus and play out lots of adventures. Okay. Yeah. But this uh, Disney Princess Playdate Rapunzel is a 32-inch tall doll. 
features full articulation net at the neck, shoulders, elbows, wrists, hips, and knees. Wow. Uh, Disney Pixar Incredibles 2 Power Couple. Girls can launch Elastic Girl into action using Mr. Incredible's super strength. The Power Couple includes over 50 sounds and phrases. Elastic Girl stretches and can be launched up to 20 feet. Hmm. Uh, the Incredibles 2 Jack Jack Attacks. Uh, <laughs> and this is kids can press on Jack Jack's tummy and hear him laugh, giggle, babble, cry, and shout. Uh, from Warner Brother Consumer Products. Harry Potter Training Wands. For those people who can't get to Universal or won't buy a replica wand online, yes, you're, you too could get a training wand. Uh, with 11 different spells for kids to learn and master, including using the included training guide, they will be able to cast spells before they know it. I, for some reason, see this coming to my household soon from my daughter, who is now <laughs> into Harry Potter. Oh, really? Yeah. She's been watching the movies and is enjoying them. Still says Star Wars is better, so <laughs> take <laughs> that, J.K. Rowling. Uh, these training <laughs> wands are suggested retail twenty four ninety nine. Uh From Nintendo, of course, this is still through Jack Specific. World of Nintendo Mario Kart Motorcycle RC Racer. Ooh. Uh, from Capcom, 12-inch Deluxe Mega Man. Uh, interactive play in games. <laughs> God. First one up, <laughs> Papa Zit. Oh, I saw that somewhere. I was like, what the? Uh, Master of Million is a million bounce ball. The gratifying game includes an audio cable to connect the ball to any mobile device so the kids could download the free app and track each bounce. Okay. You can't do it as a Bluetooth. Um, I'm kidding, right? And then the toilet paper blaster skid shot 30 uses real toilet paper and blasts up to 30 feet for the ultimate uh-huh. toilet paper showdown. Skid shot 30 is easy to use. Simple, simply load the toilet paper, add water, lock and load and blast. No battery required uh, let me guess toilet paper sold separately yep <laughs> how cool i can see this at halloween kids shooting it at cars as they're driving by and it's plastered on the cars uh, yeah especially with the water mm. uh konami in their releases uh i guess they have a new trading card game for Yu-Gi-Oh that gets released <laughs> that got released at toy fair uh the lego group oh they they earn three top honors at the awards. Um, Construction Toy of the Year, Lego Star Wars BB-8. Specialty Toy of the Year, Lego Star Wars Ultimate Collector Series Millennium Falcon. Well, no crap. <laughs> uh, Tech Toy of the Year, Lego Boost Creative Toolbox. Uh, going back, trying to see... Um, Lego says from Wizarding World of Harry Potter to launch in 2018. So we've got a new, what was this? Um, and of course, Universal is still adding more with uh, Jurassic World partnership, uh, extensive line of construction sets from there. Um, trying to get the other stories. Uh, the uh, Wizarding World sets, uh, Hogwarts Great Hall was debuted. And this thing, have y'all seen this? Yeah. It's quite impressive. Yeah. Uh, $99. And it's supposed... They don't say on here how many how many pieces it is. Mm-hmm. But it's it's impressive. I like the look of it. So that's Lego at Toy Fair. Uh, USopoly, as a matter of fact. All right. Um, sh- a daring adventure game with Disney, A Wrinkle in Time. Mm. There's a epic adult game night fun with a new game called Privacy. Hmm. 
Uh, it's always one to know, but never asked about their friend's darkest secrets. Um, that sounds like it could be trouble. Yeah, it can. Uh, VTech Leapfrog. Uh, I'm trying to see if there was anything for from VTech. Make some noise with new electronics debuting at Toy Fair. So for those of you with young kids, this is Zoe got a uh, Star Wars smartwatch from VTech for Christmas. Okay. So, uh, so new line coming out. Kitty Star Karaoke Machine. Kitty Star Music Magic Microphone. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Kitty Secret <laughs> Selfie Journal were some of the debuts. Now, um, on the Star Wars side of things, it's... Uh, there's some great, great toys that came out, uh, like the new Black Series figures, which we talked about last week on um, Wookiee Radio. Yes, we did. Um, but what they also introduced this thing called HasLab, which is their crowd crowdfunding platform. Oh yes, have y'all seen this? Yes. Right, the sales bar, the sale job is sale barge. Yes. Oh uh, no. Go to. Oh, you didn't see that? Nope. Oh, this thing is gorgeous. Yeah, it is. Even at five hundred bucks, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And it's supposed to, and you're, the the job of the hut that comes with this is amazing. Mm, actually, yeah. I, actually, I think this is probably the one that is supposed to be ideal for the for this size figure. Um. But it is four ninety nine ninety nine plus tax. Uh, they want at least five thousand people to back it before they'll produce it. Uh, at time of recording, we're at sixteen sixteen forty nine. What the oh, wow, s- size of this thing? Forty nine point three five inches over four foot. <sighs> Where am I going? Where are you going to put this? I don't well, have room at that for price, like this. Can, at that price, if you can afford that, you probably have the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Total width, 14.64 inches. So a little over two feet. No, a foot and a half. Almost a foot and a half wide, but four foot long. Now we're starting to talk USS flag. Yeah. You can use this as a baby's bed. God, this thing is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um... From Marvel offerings, the Black Panther mask looks incredible. And y'all are like, what are you talking about? It comes with, uh, the barge comes with Java too. Yeah. yeah. And a hammerhead skeleton. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is cool looking. The Black Panther mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got the Black Panther mask. How how about the, uh, why is this doing this? Like the Infinity Gauntlet too. The Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, yeah, I awesome. saw that, yeah. That's wicked cool. Uh, the new Marvel Legend figures look amazing. You got S- Spider-Man from House of M, Scarlet Spider, uh, Daredevil in the black outfit, uh, Elektra, Doc Ock, Cloak and Dagger, uh, a Build-A-Figure, Magneto, and uh, crap, uh, Sabretooth. Uh, there's also the first 10 years of Marvel Legends figures for Marvel Studios, where they have the Marvel Studio costumes. Uh, the the Hulkbuster and Hulk one looks great. But all mm-hmm. these are, are the characters done in the movie costumes. And, and it looks fabulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new Mighty Mugs, which are pretty cool. Uh, there's a new way of seeing uh, another cool item is Hero Vision. An Iron Man AR experience, which also looks like it's got something similar to, uh, oh, whatchamacallit. Um, what, what was the, I can't think of it. Viewfinder. Uh-huh. <laughs> Unless these discs are for something else. I don't know. 
And then lastly, a um, Deadpool Nerf rival Apollo XV 700. And this is the, the rival system is the, the Nerf balls and not the darts. <laughs> but there's a Deadpool addition to the gun, which looks pretty cool. And then there's some future fight Funko Pops coming in May as well. Like I saw those, yeah. Sharon Rogers, um, the Amadeus Cho. That's all they're showing at the moment. So, But Sharon Rogers is, is Cap. Uh, Gentle Giant has uh, a Spider-Man Mary Jane that almost looks like a, a variation of, uh, of the Peanuts. <laughs> it, it's some new action figures for Ant-Man and Wasp coming, along with role-playing masks. Uh, some of these role-playing masks that you find in the stores are kind of cool. Yeah, they won't fit on my face, but... Trying to say you got a fat face? <laughs> Something like that. Okay. Um, I, you know, I was looking through some of the Legends, Marvel Legends figures coming out, and they're doing uh, Peter Pork or Spider-Ham. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Now, to me, the big thing that came out of this, finally, we get to see the sculpt in the vintage line, Dr. Afra. Oh, yeah. And she looks amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely amazing. I cannot wait for that character. Um, but they got, like, Han Solo. Obviously, there's going to be some vintage stuff from Solo movie. Uh, the Range Trooper. The Mimbian Stormtrooper. Now, the Range Trooper's kind of cool. <laughs> it's like, whatever the jacket is, similar to... It's, it's the helmet from... From the tank driver, an almost Scarif Trooper helmet. Mm -mm. But the boots, whatever those mechanic <laughs> boots are. are cool. Yeah, those are really interesting. But the chest armor is almost um, a mix of Snow Trooper and, uh, and or the chest piece from a an officer on a, an ADAT, mm. like we see with, with uh, General Veers. Uh, the Mimbian Stormtrooper looks kind of cool. Dr. Afra. <laughs> what else does there say? <laughs> the sculpt looks great. Mm -hmm. uh, the Supreme Leader Snoke looks okay. And then you got Rey from uh, the island. And then Luke, Jedi Master. This one looks kind of cool, too, as a vintage. Yeah. So um, then you got your normal figures, which the vintage Range Trooper looks a lot better than the regular Range Trooper <laughs> from the regular series. Um, there is a Kessel security guard who knew there was such a thing, but it's part of yeah, a really. two pack. So we are going to see the Kessel run. So, um, try, I think that's almost it with toy wise. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I think we covered all quite a bit there. I think we did too. Mm -hmm. So any final thoughts before we go? Um, nope. Well, then, on that note, as I keep hitting the wrong app. <laughs> The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.